Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, that thing is so loud. So sorry. So sorry. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is uh, attempt number four to record. Wow, just all the interruptions right out the gate. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this is attempt number four to record this episode. I'm not sure what's going on. The odds are not in my favor today. I've had uh, episodes twice now. Castbox recording has just froze up on me. And then two other times, it just my recordings just disappeared. So even though you'll never hear this, if it happens again or I lose this recording, I'm done. This is my last... <laughs> This is my last attempt, my last ditch effort, and really, I'm only starting this one. I'm sure it's like 2 o'clock. I originally started trying to record at like 9 a.m. I'm only starting again this late in the day because uh, I have an hour drive home after my next few patients, so. Okay, so, as in the way of introductions, for anyone who's first time listening here, my name is Samantha. Some people call me Sam, and that's okay with me. Uh, I'm 36 years old. I uh, got married once, got divorced, uh, had a baby while I was married, who is now almost 12 years old, got married a second time, had a baby again during that marriage, my daughter Clara, who is seven, and then got divorced again. So I'm obviously totally qualified to give all of the advice on relationships and marriage. I'm just really crappy at making uh, good choices when it comes to marriage, obviously. I'm a survivor of domestic violence and also a survivor of a narcissist. So, um, I have lots of, uh, lots of tips and information when it comes to those two things. I have four children. I mentioned the first two, and then my youngest two are um, foster. I'm a foster parent. I'm sorry. I'm just really distracted right now because this individual in front of me has decided to put a table saw in a trailer that he's pulling um, with some type of a Chevy Trailblazer type deal. However, it does not appear that the table saw is actually secured. And so every time he hits a bump, it's essentially about to fly out of the trailer. Let me not be behind this guy. Hold on a second. So I have two younger children that are my foster children, almost adopted, will be adopted hopefully at the first of the year, and they're two and 11, almost 11 months. So as you may realize at this point, um, I'm like a no frills type of gal. I'm recording on a phone um, through the CastBox app. I don't use any equipment. I've spent zero money on this cat on this podcast, um, and that was kind of the in- intent from the beginning. And I um, I don't have anything fancy going on here. No intro music. No ads, just me running my mouth for about an hour at a time each episode. Sometimes I have guests on. What I have discovered here um, during like the past the summer basically is that it's really difficult to schedule guests because everyone's schedules are really, really packed with 
kids activities and holiday things and it's fine that's totally fine because what I plan on doing like I mentioned a couple of episodes ago is just posting an episode each week of my just myself and then um if I end up being able to schedule a guest that'll just be a little bonus in the week I don't do any editing uh, whatever I say is what you hear. So there's nothing taken at nothing taken out and nothing added um, from the recording. I literally press record and then press save when I'm done talking and then post it just as it is. So um, sometimes I say stupid things. Sometimes I make mistakes in what I say. Sometimes I say things that make no sense. And sometimes slash all the time I ramble. So... If that's what you're in for, if that's what you're into, you're in the right place. Obviously, like I said, there's going to be background noise. My map, you can hear going on as I'm driving. I chose to record for the most part while I'm driving because this is time in my day that I kind of identified back when I decided to start this podcast that I had free time and that I wasn't really um, being productive other than like not wrecking or causing an accident for anyone else but I work as a social worker for a home health agency and I see patients in their homes so I usually have quite a bit of time on the road Um, today like I had a 40 minute drive to my first patient and then I had a I'll have an hour drive home like I mentioned so this was a, a time that I could Um, take advantage of recording. I really, um, I'm a Christian and I really uh, believe that podcasting, social media is an outlet that Christians can use to reach more people and to share God's love um, and truth to more and more people in the world. Um, My circle of uh, contact in my day-to-day life is pretty small. I see my kids I see my patients who are basically strangers, and that's pretty much it most days. Oh, I see my sitter, I should say. Um, But yeah, most days I don't have contact with anyone else. So to be able to record a podcast and send out to the world, um, you know, just encouragement and positivity and uh, challenges and just trying to... um, just bring truth to more people than what I have contact with as a mom, as a single mom of four children. So that's what I'm here for. Good to meet you. I hope you stick around. If this is your first time listening, thank you. Look, take regular breaks, okay? If you decide to continue to listen to more episodes, just drink a lot of water and take regular breaks. If you're, if you're back um, and you've listened before, thanks for sticking with me. And thanks for um, continuing to listen. So, um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things real quick before I get into my main topic today. First thing, if you've listened before, you know that I've given updates here and there on a couple of um, things that have kind of become like... Well, the one for sure is an obsession. The second one is is a new obsession. But the one thing... That I want to start out talking with is about sim- what I've been trying to do to simplify and like purge my home. 
I talked about a while ago about how I had my sitter from the summer who's like an organizational maniac. She's 17. I don't know where she gets it from, but she's really good at organizing and like just cleaning things and whatever. So I had her come out and she did my, um, she did my pantry. Nope. Not pantry. What's it called? My linen closet. The only closet I have in my house. She did my linen closet and I got rid of, I think it ended up being like four bags of sheets and blankets and things I donated that I, that were just too much. We did not need. And so since then I have continued to go through basically every room in my house and just get rid of things that I don't need or that don't bring me purpose or that are not something that I use regularly. I boxed up about three boxes of toys um, on Saturday and Friday night and took all of those and dropped them off to a, um, I mean, essentially I made a donation. I didn't even give them my information at Once Upon a Child. I don't really know how it works. I just walked in there and set the boxes of toys on the ground and then like carried on and did my shopping. (laughs) I guess I probably needed to fill something out so that they would uh, know how to get in contact with me if they were going to because they'll pay you for your things, I guess. But I just wanted them out of my house. That was enough payment for me. Um, and I'm going to tell you what I wanted to say today was I just wanted to encourage and continue to encourage um, anyone who's listening to also try to take steps towards this. Not like I'm not like trying to be extreme. Like I use cloth now for toilet paper, kind of crazy. No, like I'm just saying, cut the clutter. Cut the clutter cut the excess. And I'm telling you, at least for me, my, what my experience has been when I can cut and organize, I feel so much more at peace in my home. If you're a person like me who struggles with anxiety or with feeling overwhelmed and stressed and and things like that, I'm telling you the level of peace and calm, if you can create that in your home, it's definitely a good thing. Obviously, you want to feel that in your home more than anywhere else. So if you can create that type of environment at home to where you walk into your home at the end of the day and it feels very calm and very peaceful because of the way you have decluttered and taken things out, I'm telling you, I have a playroom slash office that I've got about half of the room completely cleaned and organized and decluttered. The other half is just piled up with toys that I still don't really know what to do with. Um, so, but yeah, just seeing that half even makes me just so content. So I just wanted to give an update on that. Still getting rid of stuff, still putting stuff, you know, donating, still throwing stuff out. My sitter's boyfriend actually is bringing his trailer. Like this is the most exciting thing for me because I was telling her today that I was honestly considering trying to find out what it would cost to rent a dumpster. Like that's the level that I'm at, folks. I have a five bedroom house. Stuff piles up. It gets like there. You don't realize with four kids how much stuff they accumulate. Um, and so I told her, I'm like, I'm really considering just renting a dumpster and having it like parked at the back of my house so that when I, as I'm doing this, if there's things that I want to throw out, I'll just have it. And then it, whatever, it gets dumped out once a month or something. And so she was telling me that her boyfriend has a giant trailer and that he can come out and park it on my property for a couple of days for me to fill it up for him to take it to the dump. And why am I so happy about that? Like, that's the kind of life that I'm living, folks. Like, that make that type of thing makes me excited. 
So that's happening. I'm pumped. I'm so ecstatic to like just get rid of as much as possible. Get it out of there. I'm just want to my my biggest frustration honestly is not only the clutter but also I can't find anything. Like our stuff is just everywhere. It's not organized. And I mean that's just a byproduct of having two under two. I mean you just can't hardly keep up. And then on top of that my older two and their activities. I mean it's just what it is. But I'm looking forward to getting rid of more things. I'd encourage you to do the same. Especially with the holidays coming up. If there are things that you can donate. Things that you can give. Whether it's to homeless shelters or children's services or whatever it would be. Um, If you have things that you want to donate and you don't know where to take them, send me an email and I will make sure to get them to where they need to be, to somewhere that can actually really, really use the items that you want to get rid of because, uh, yeah, it's important and, and pass on our things as much as possible. So that's that. And the other thing I wanted to update about is if you have been listening since the beginning, you know that I am consistently inconsistent when it comes to trying to improve my health. And I have, um, I have once again, uh, I did see a couple months, about a month ago, maybe I committed to, um, really, really being strict about changing my diet and changing how I ate and we were going to the gym and things like that. And I just didn't do it. I mean, I did it a lot. I'll, I'll give you that, but I wasn't really consistent with it. I would do it through the week and then sometimes in the evening I'd fall apart. And then on the weekends I would definitely fall apart. And so I was real. I was just, I did lose a little bit of weight and then I say I lost eight pounds and gained three of it back. Like the whole thing that I always do where I yo-yo back and forth. But then um, a couple of weekends ago, my friend Jessica was over and her and I were talking about how as we get older, it's just really difficult not only to commit to a plan, but also um, just even with you're in a very, very strict and you're very 100% committed, it's still our bodies just don't lose weight like maybe other people's did. I've never have been able to lose weight, so I'm not even going to say like mine used to because I never have. Um But I talked to her about how, for me, like, really the only way that I have ever lost weight consistently is by eating super low carbs. And she was saying, like, she didn't know how that would be possible, but she was... um, you know, wanted to think about, you know, maybe trying to do it. So I got to thinking about how, like, I wonder if she would be interested in um, having some accountability and then also giving me some accountability. So I didn't say anything, but then she ended up messaging me, long story short, we're kind of holding each other accountable. We committed originally to 10 days, which today would be, let's see, today would be day nine, no, day seven. Today would be day seven, and I have, other than one meal on Saturday night that we both agreed we were just going to wild out, (laughs) I'm sure we went to Cracker Barrel, I'm not going to eat a salad, give me a break, um, we, I have consistently ate around 20 carbs or less a day for the past over a week, and so, yeah, I'm really, really excited, like, I feel like I've kind of got over that hump, I'm not feeling sick, I'm not feeling like crazy to have carbohydrates. I actually am am sad to report that on Saturday when we were at um, Cracker Barrel that 
the biscuits tasted kind of gross. Like I, that's one of the byproducts of eating this way is that like carbs and sweets and things that you maybe loved before just start to taste really, really disgusting. And so when I took one bite of the biscuit, because I thought, well, maybe I'll have a little bit of a honey biscuit here. No, it was disgusting. So kind of a bummer, but also kind of good. So yeah, that's just how it works for me. Like my body, when I cut out carbs, I don't want them. And so I feel better. I function better. I've talked about this before because I've tried to do it like for a year. Basically, I've tried to get back um, on track since the baby came. I think I talked about how I'd gained back. I gained about 30 pounds from the time that he came. And so, so far, as of today, I have officially lost 12 of those pounds. So my goal, which this may seem a little bit unrealistic, but my goal is to lose 18, the last 18 pounds that I have gained in the time that he's been with me um, before his birthday, which is in December, December 17th. So <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up quick. Um, but yeah, I feel really confident. Like maybe I won't meet that goal, but like I feel pretty confident as far as my eating and what I've been doing. One other thing that I'm sure I'm like fad girl. I'm sure I'm eating keto, which is a super fad. And now I'm also doing intermittent fasting. And I want to talk about like just why I'm not really a fad girl, but I do like, I can't, I think the thing is, like, I hate fads. If it's something that other people are doing or other people like, I'm like, uh, I don't want anything to do with it. Gross. Um, but what I also can't deny is, like, if it is a fad, there's a reason. Like, there's a reason why so many people are hyped up on this. So let me do the research and figure out if I also want to be hyped up on it and not just make a decision because it is a fad. I had a friend of mine who's eating keto and he told me that that was something he had implemented as well was intermittent fasting from, he, um, said that he eats from noon every day, only between noon and 8 PM. No, no, no. Noon and was it 10 p.m.? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be 10 p.m. I, anyway, I think his is from noon to 10 that he allots that period of time to eat. <clears throat> and so I thought, I said, well, I've heard about this before. Let me do some research in it. And so I did some reading. I pulled some articles. I looked into it a little bit and I decided to start and to try it this week and see how I feel. Here's what I'm going to say. My, I actually downloaded an app so that gives me reminders of when I'm fasting and when I'm not. And it tells me like, you're about to be fasting. Make sure you eat all your food that you need to, or you're about to be done. Get ready to eat. And so the app set me up actually on a noon to 8 PM. So it's an eight hour eating window with a 16 hour fasting window. Um, and here's, here's the pros and cons so far. I've always, this is only my third day. So this is my, technically only my second fast because I started it Monday night. Um, pro. I really, really like so far that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to think about breakfast. I don't have to worry about what am I going to eat? How is it going to fall into my carbs for the day? Um, Okay, so what I was saying, I had to take a break, do a little bit of work. Um, yeah, for breakfast, it's kind of nice. Like, I just get up and I make my coffee, 
Now, this is where there's like some conflicting um, opinions. And I've read it both ways. I read it like if you consume any calories, you break the fast. And I've also read to where um, some people, will, some articles have said like as long as it's under 50 calories, you do not break the fast. I subscribe to that idea. I don't know which one is correct, and I don't really care. I was just glad to know that I can have my sugar-free creamer and my coffee and and justify it. I'm always looking for a way to justify my uh, poor decisions. I'm just kidding, kind of. But, um, yeah, so I have my creamer and my coffee. It's like 15 calories for a couple tablespoons. So, yeah, I'm under the 50. In my mind, I'm still fasting. Yeah, that's the nice thing is, like, I don't have to think, like, oh, if I eat this giant breakfast, then how's the rest of my day going to shake out? Um, you know, today it was a little bit a little bit difficult, but I mean, I start my day running. So like it gets to be noon pretty quick and I don't even like today it was noon and I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about it. And then it is kind of nice because like noon comes and I just shove my face with as much food as I can. Um, in the time that I have, I've been packing my lunch with just like things that I can just like basically like kind of snack type things that I can eat for lunch. I did get a um, a sandwich today that was like no bun, you know, the whole, you know how it goes, no carbs. But um, yeah, so like I just shove my face, eat as much as I can. And then like it's three o'clock, I'm not even thinking about having anything else to eat because I really just eat until I'm kind of stuffed. It ends up being, I've been trying to keep it like around 10 carbs for that meal. And then I'll, um, I'll have my dinner tonight and then by 8 PM I'll be done. And like, it's, I, I don't know. I'm a big rules person. Like if you know me, you know that I am a, like I tell people all this time, like I should have been Catholic. I am so guilty. I'm so like anxiety ridden about not following the rules about like not <laughs> doing things wrong that so for me to have this parameter and like this strict time restriction is actually it might not work for everybody but for me it's really good um because I just know like 8 p.m comes and I'm done like there's no eating past that point for me and I was last night, I kind of made a mistake because I went and worked out at the Y with my son. I got my 11 year old to do a Zumba class with me. So come at me, parent of the year. <laughs> it, was, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, but also really fun. And I like to have him exposed to different types of uh, physical activity. He also ran like a flipping gazelle on the treadmill, and I didn't want to tell him because I don't want him to get a bigger ego than he already has, but oh my goodness, the kid bumped it up to like 7.5 miles an hour and just just ran like it was nothing. I think he ended up running a total of four miles, and I ran, I walked like a mile and a half, maybe, <laughs> like it was crazy, but yeah, so I went to the Y, and I went to this class, and then it was like 10 till 8. I was kind of starving from going to the Y, and, and I hadn't really ate too big of a dinner, and I definitely had carbs left for the day. 
And so you should have seen me like in my car just shoving anything that I could find in my mouth. Because once that alarm rings on my phone, it's game over. I'm not, I'm not eating anything else. So I really like it so far. I mean, we'll see how it goes for the weekend. I usually do a big breakfast on Saturday morning. Um, I have a women's luncheon on Saturday that starts at 11. So I might have to stop my, or start my fast the night before at like seven instead of eight and accommodate that. But yeah, I just, from what I read, I like the structure of it. I like, the one thing I was going to mention for myself personally, which is more information than anybody wants to know, is that um, it talked a lot about like digestive health and giving your body time to recover from the foods that you eat. And I really like the idea of that. My digestive health is not great. Um, I think part of it is genetic. I think part of it is damage from years of not eating right and from laxative use and um, just yo-yoing and blah, 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 and not drinking any water. I think there's just a lot of factors um, that come into play there. So I really like the idea of hopefully trying to heal um, and recover my digestive system and giving my body time, you know, in that 16-hour fast to do that. So, that's that. That's what I'm doing. I feel pretty good. I'm pretty excited to continue to do this. Hopefully, I can stick with it. I'm not making any guarantees. I'm never making any promises. Like, I might fall off the bus this weekend. (laughs) I'd love not to. It'd be nice. Like, I, I was thinking the other day, here I, like, push this idea of keeping promises to myself about giving up diet soda and diet Mountain Dew in particular. And I did it. I, I've stuck to it. I have not had any Diet Mountain Dew since the day one that I stopped. But, like, why don't I do that for my diet and for my eating and for my lifestyle changes and things with food? Like, I need to do that with these things as well and just get to a point to where I don't think that this way of eating, at least as strict as I am right now, I do not believe that it's sustainable for a long term. And I absolutely believe that as soon as you start eating the way that you used to, you will gain all of the weight back and probably then some. However, I do believe that eating this way strict will help me to lose weight. And I also believe that it is sustainable long term at a goal, like once I'm at my goal weight or healthy weight or whatever you want to call it, um... I think that I'll continue to eat this way because I feel better. Like I'm, 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 I'm sold on it. I'm bought into it. I feel better. What I would like to do is eventually when I'm get to a point at a healthy weight, you know, I want to be able to incorporate more fruits and vegetables. Um, obviously fruits and most vegetables have a high carbohydrate count. So I don't really eat a lot of either when I'm eating this way. So ideally I would get to the point of being, um, at a healthy weight to where I could, you know, if I go over 20 carbs a day because I have a salad, it's okay. Like I want to be able to take in more fruits and vegetables. So there is that update. If you have any questions or you want to know anything about how I got started or what is this guy doing? Get out of my way. (laughs) My gosh. Um, yeah, just send me a message or an email anytime. I'd love to help you out. I'd love to give you some tips 
I'm learning myself. Like I was just telling my friend Jessica this morning that I'm doing okay, but eventually I'm going to have to start learning and cooking some additional recipes because what I'm doing right now is going to get boring really quick. And so I need to start kind of researching and cooking and things like that to have more food options available. That's the thing. Like there's really not a lot of options. Um, when I go to get something to eat, there's like three things in my house that I can actually eat that will allow for me to stay like within that carbohydrate limit for the day. So I need to start cooking and figuring out how to have more options. That's it. I'm done talking about it. Okay, get over it. So today I want to talk about, um, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. We're coming up on the holiday season. We've already masked. We've already accomplished Halloween. Hallelujah. And so we're coming up on the holidays. A lot of people already just forget Thanksgiving. They just, they just move right on to Christmas. They start playing Christmas music. My daughter this morning, I accidentally put it on a station that had Christmas music on it and she wanted me to leave it on. I was like, no, forget about it. We give Thanksgiving a chance in this family and we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving. And then the very next day we're going to start Christmas. That's the way it goes in my home. So, um, I wanted to just talk about service and, um, like just opening our eyes to the world around us and trying to be really super intentional this season and hopefully um, even past the season ourselves and in our families to really serve and um, participate in the needs of our community. So the reason I thought about this topic, I'm always kind of thinking about it, but I mean, the reason I particularly wanted to talk about it is kind of because of a crazy situation that I had on Saturday. Um, no, no, Friday night, actually. Was it Friday? Gosh, I can't think. I think it was Saturday. It was Saturday. It was definitely Saturday. Yeah. So I wanted to go to Kroger because they are tricking everyone with their newest gimmick, which is their three-day sales. And it's sometimes kind of a good deal. They run good deals. They have, I got bacon, I got chorizo, I got all kinds of cereal for 99 cents a box. I mean, it's, it's good deals, especially if you have kids, like being able to load up on some of these staple type items. Is bacon a staple? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> but um, so I wanted to go to Kroger because they had Pop-Tarts. I don't let my kids eat Pop-Tarts very often, but every once in a while it's kind of nice to have something quick to grab on the way out the door. And you get like, they were like 99 cents a box. So the five boxes that I got will probably last us for six months. Um, it'll be, it'll be good, but they'll have them for a snack sometimes, rarely. But uh Anyway, so we get to we get to go through Kroger, get all of our stuff. Babies are of course losing their minds. It's kind of late at night, and um, I go to check out, and this woman in front of me, I already when I pull up, I can tell that she's in some type of like a manic state. She is just really, really fast talking, loud talking. Um, I can see that she's kind of picking through like which items she's going to keep and which items she's going to put back because she's. I'm gathering as I'm standing there, she doesn't have enough money to cover um, all of her groceries. I learned later, I learned a lot about her, I should say, but I learned um, later that she was like in her, I think she was 52 years old, um, 
And so I'm kind of watching this whole thing go down. And in the meantime, as I mentioned, my babies are losing their mind. My two-year-old is done with shopping. The baby's screaming and crying. Like, we're falling apart. So I see her kind of like take that thing off. How much is it now? Add this thing. How much is it now? Okay, I don't actually need these Doritos, but I do actually need this milk. So I see her going through this whole process. And I, I finally just said to her, I said, ma'am, put everything on there. I'll pay whatever you can't pay. And I just want to disclaimer say like, okay, real talk. Number one, I wanted to help her. A close, close, very close second is as selfish as, as, selfish as you can be. I wanted to get out of there. And I could see what she had, and I could see I could see what she had in her car, and I could see that it wasn't very much. And I thought, if it's going to cost me thirty bucks to get her out of my way so I can get out of here, I'm I'm in for it. But number one, I wanted to help her. But I just don't want to. I just don't want to like make it out like I'm some philanthropist or I have tons of money to be given away to people. I definitely do not. I have zero money to give away to people. But I did feel like I want to help this woman. Also, I want to get out of here, but I also want it, but I do want to help her. I just don't want, like I said, I don't want it to seem like I'm like tooting my own horn or anything. There definitely was a selfish component to me offering to pay for her groceries. That was secondary to wanting to help her, but still it was there. So she says, are you sure? Like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> now keep in mind this entire ordeal took approximately 45 minutes from the time I pulled into the line until the time I left that store. And if you know anything about babies, what they do not do is wait. They, they are not able to do very well at waiting for anything. So she says, okay, she starts to put the things on the checkout. She's essentially now giving me a justification for why she needs all of the things that she has. <clears throat> Her cat, this is information that is clearly pertinent to this story. Um, her cat has pneumonia, and so she needs the cat litter because she needs to bring her cat inside because he's struggling with the cold and he's coughing, and so that's why she needed the giant bag of cat litter. Um, she also needed the milk because it helps her daughter when she has a migraine to drink cold milk. She needed um, the frozen pea. I mean, I'm talking every single thing. And I get it. I get it. Like, she didn't want me to look at her and be like, I can't believe I'm paying for this stuff and you're buying frozen pizzas and ramen noodles. Listen, with all due respect, I don't care. I don't care what you're buying. Like, I just wanted to help her out. I wanted, I didn't want her to feel like she had to pick and choose what things to get and what things not to get. You know, it didn't matter to me. But she felt like she needed to do that. So she tells me everything she's buying. Then she has $25. Her total ended up being like, I don't know, $80, 70 something. She has uh, $25 in cash. And then she also has what she thought was a $15 gift card from th some things that she had returned when she first came to the store. Um, and so she, but she can't find the gift card. She found one gift card, but it only had seven cents on it. So then there's like this dynamic of 
the store thinks that she's lying. The store thinks that she's not telling the truth about having this gift card. And so all the employees are kind of making side eyes at each other. And I'm just like, you know, whatever this lady has going on, I'm just really starting to feel more and more bad for her because I've been there. Like I've been there and had my card declined, but known that I had money. Um, and been really, really overwhelmed with the possibility of these strangers thinking things about me that are not true. I, every single time that I go to the grocery store almost, I buy things that, and I use a WIC card to pay for them because my babies are in foster care and they get WIC benefits. If it's, uh, women, infant, and children that covers things like formula and baby food and milk, peanut butter. I mean, like there's like six things. It's not like it's a lot, but I mean, it does cover some things. And so I use them. I don't want to waste it. And so, but why do I feel like I have to tell the cashier almost every time that, um, I have WIC benefits because I'm a foster parent. Like, I feel like I have to justify, you know why? Because standing behind me is Sharon, judgy Sharon, giving me the side eye for using WIC. That's why. Quit. Let's just quit judging each other. Let's just stop it. Now, was she like pulling some type of a scam and knew that she had more things than what she was going to be able to afford? P probably. Probably. She was definitely not being very conscientious of the money and the, and the items that she had. She did. So, essentially, I said, you know what? Don't worry about the gift card. Use it the next time you need to come in. I'll, I'll pay the whole balance. It was like 40 bucks. I paid it. And then as she's bagging up her things, she finds the gift card and decides that she's going to give it to me to use towards my, my own food. Fine. Okay, so here's the point. I encourage my children to do this, and I really, really challenge myself to do this, and I'm going to challenge you to do this too. Open your eyes. Open your eyes and look around everywhere that you go, whether it's the gas station, the grocery store, the mall, the shopping, the whatever you do, the nail salon, what is that like? People get their nails done. The salon salon for your hair. I'm trying to think where other people go. Sporting events, school events, wherever you go, the gym, the Y. Open your eyes and look for ways that God can use you to serve other people. I don't know what was going on. You know, the cashier after the woman left said to me, she said, I can't believe, I can't believe her. She even had a food stamp card and a credit card in her wallet. I can't believe that she wouldn't, she didn't have, I don't believe that she didn't have the money to pay for those groceries. And I just kind of smiled and said, you know, I don't know, Donna, that was her name. <laughs> I don't know, Donna, you know, whatever. I just wanted to help her out. And that's it. Like, I don't care. I don't care if she had $600 on that food stamp card. I don't care if she had a credit card with a $30,000 limit. I don't care. All I know is I felt like in that moment that she was struggling. She was embarrassed. She told me, she told me a lot, like I said, but she told me she's a single mom. She has teenagers. One of the baby daddies died. 
One of them's a deadbeat. One of them's a heroin addict. I mean, she told me all of her business. She's got back problems. She's been on dis- she's on disability. She can't lift anything. She's got all this stuff going on. She was a single mom. She was struggling, embarrassed, and I wanted to do something to be able to help her in that moment, and so I did. And I don't need to know all the other details. I don't need to know if she has money on her food stamp card. I don't need to know if she has money on her credit card. I don't need to know if she has $100 in cash in her wallet. I don't care. I just want to, I just wanted to help her. And I think that's the thing at this time of year, it can get really, and I do this and I, and I kind of had to fight it even that night. Like, you know, my babies are crying. I eventually sent my son out to the car with them because they were really falling apart and you know so he's out in the car it's cold it's late it's getting later and later by the minute and you know I started to get to the point where I'm like you know what this lady is just creating an issue all I want to do is help her and she's not making it very easy because she's just carrying on and on um and like what's really going on maybe she's a drug addict maybe she's taking advantage of the system maybe she but but it's like it doesn't that doesn't matter you know my responsibility is not to know everything about how she spends her money and budgets her food stamps before I'm willing to help her my responsibility is to serve and help especially when I believe that that God is leading me to do that and so um I remember with my kids one time we were at McDonald's and we pulled through the drive-thru and for some reason I got a um I got a happy meal I don't really know like I'm a four-year-old or something (laughs) but um I got a happy meal and as we were pulling out of the McDonald's there was a guy standing like uh, you know kind of close to the road with a sign that said hungry and you know homeless I'm assuming and so I just rolled down my window and handed him my happy meal that I had just bought and just carried on and I remember my kids were like what the heck like you just bought that for yourself what are you doing like you don't even know that guy why would you do that like how do you know that he doesn't already have that he doesn't have his own money to buy his own food and and I just I just told them the same thing that I've told them over and over and over and when situations like that have happened is that I don't need to know I don't need to know all the details about a person's life to know whether or not it's okay for me to help them or not. It's okay. That's what, that's what it comes down to. It's okay for me to help people. It's, it's, uh, it's good and I want to do it. And I just, I just encourage you, like I said, I'm not, I'm not in any way making it out like, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want you to think like I'm rolling around like freaking Rockefeller, like, (laughs) handing out money and food to people it's not happening but I do really try to keep my eyes open when I go places and not just financially like does somebody need a a compliment does somebody need an encouraging word does somebody need to hear something positive you know I heard two things today that made me all that like I wanted to uh, mention here we go again you know I listen to Rachel Hollis I'm a hype girl I can't help it she she knows stuff she knows stuff and I really she does she says things that I, I really like to hear but she said today that um she implemented in her life like trigger locations so for example whenever she would go 
to a certain coffee shop, which was pretty much every day, when she would stand in line to get her coffee, that was one of her trigger locations that no matter what, when I'm standing in line at this coffee shop, I'm going to look around for someone that needs service, whether that is someone to compliment, someone to help, someone to financially assist, whatever it would be. When I'm in that line, uh, that's my lo- that's my spot. That's my trigger spot to serve. And I really, really love that. Like if you go to the Y like I do every other day, like maybe that's your trigger location. Maybe you look for three people while you're there to encourage or to give a compliment to um, during that time. Maybe when you're at, maybe you, um, I don't even know what people do because my life's so boring. (laughs) A church, like maybe you go to church every Sunday and like that is a consistent, um, location for you and your family. So every Sunday, that's one of your trigger locations. Like you're triggered to serve when you're in that location in, in some way, whether it's a compliment and like I've already said this encouragement, financial, look for looking for ways to help people in that location. Um, I really, really like that. The other thing that her husband actually said on the episode that I was listening to was that, um, there was a shooting in California and I don't really, honestly, I don't really know many details about it. Unfortunately, and and so sad, there are so many shootings that happen. I cannot even keep up with, I don't hardly watch the news or TV at all. So to know the details of this one, I just don't, I just don't remember hearing any details of it, but he was saying that the father of one of the victims, the youngest victims was talking on the news and was saying like, what if someone had, um, encouraged the shooter on that day or the days leading up to that shooting? What if someone had really noticed him and spoke to him in a kind way or had reached out to him and offered to help or really, really saw that he had needs and, and been, um, you know, been willing, was willing to meet those needs. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what's going to happen to that woman or her children or how that's going to impact. And I think the ripple effect I love that idea of like one act of kindness or one compliment or one encouraging word or one act of service of how that could truly ripple throughout an entire family, an entire um, home and, and how it can have an effect on not just that one person, but on, you know, who knows, you know, maybe a person is planning a some type of a tragic shooting or something along those lines or is thinking about suicide or thinking about hurting someone and your kind words deter them from doing that. That's extreme. Like maybe you just make somebody smile and that's enough. (laughs) Maybe you just make someone see Jesus' love and that is a lot. On the extreme side, obviously, is maybe you prevent some tragedy happening in the world regardless 
it is important. And I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you. Like, I think for me, especially I noticed in my family and my kids in this season, it is so easy to get caught up. I mean, I'm hosting Thanksgiving like an idiot. So it is really, really easy right now for me to get caught up in cleaning my house and planning a meal and planning a menu and getting decorations put up and making sure everything's you know, set up for everyone to be there. It's so easy for me to get caught up in all of that and to just really like, you know, horses, like the blinders that they have on so that they don't get distracted and they don't spook. Like we got to take our blinders off. We got to take our blinders off and start looking around at ways that we can really, really be used to help other people and to serve people that we interact with and to encourage. Um, so that's that. Open our eyes. Open your eyes. I'm opening mine. I'm trying to open them as much as I can. And really, really... I, t- I tell my kids... This is kind of goofy, but... I tell my kids, like... Scan a room. Like, I tell my son this. My daughter. She's not quite there yet. But I've told my son, like... When you go into a location. When you go into a store. When you go outside of the store. When you go to places. Like, open your eyes and look and look around and really scan the room and see if there is somewhere where you can step in to someone else's life and provide some type of service or encouragement or whatever it would be to that person. So that's it. That's what I was thinking about. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So I did it. Um, Look for me on Instagram, like I mentioned before, or send me an email at it's.me.sam.podcast at gmail.com. I would really, you know what, I, here's one thing I'm going to say. I, I, I look for ways, but you don't always see ways. And so what I also am going to try to do is to try to actually plan some like random acts of kindness type things that we can do as a family. So if you have any ideas, cause I'm not very good at that. Y'all know I'm not creative. I try to be, but I'm not, I want to be, but I'm not. So <laughs> that's fine. I just accept that about myself. Like I can find your grandma, Betty food in like under a half hour. If she's low on money and low on food, I can do that all day long. What I cannot do is like come up with anything creative ever. So it's okay. Like that's just what God has given me and I'm okay with, I'm very resourceful. I'm very like scrappy when it comes to stuff like that, but uh, creativity, no, I got none. I got nothing. So if you have any ideas on things that you have done that are like random acts of kindness, I saw one, I'm up, I'll say this one that I think is so neat. When you go through the, the checkout at the grocery store saying to the cashier, Hey, I'm having a hard time. I want to get a piece of candy, but I'm having a hard time, um, picking which one to get. What's your favorite? This is like real tricky and I love it. I haven't done it yet, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm remembering and I'm going to do it the next time I'm at the grocery or checkout. Like, which one's your favorite? And then when the cashier tells you, you pick that one, you buy it, and then you give it to the cashier. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine how, like, ecstatic that cashier's going to be? Like, not only do I get a piece of candy, but it's my favorite. Yes. So that's an idea. That's just something I, I did not. Oh, you better believe I did not come up with that. I read it online, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm excited to, to try that one out. 
But if you have any other ideas or anything else that y'all have done as a family, um, as far as uh, actual planned activities of kindness or of giving or of service, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, and I'd love to steal those ideas from you because that's what I do. Listen, I will take your ideas and I will use them for myself. <laughs> you know, son of a gun. It wouldn't be my podcast if there wasn't an interruption of another phone call right in the middle of it. So, yeah, that's only fitting. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy this uh, super gray and cloudy overcast day. Uh, it's cold. At least it's not raining. That's that's the best part for me. It's not raining. It is really super gray and overcast, but that's okay. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your day whenever you're listening to this. And uh, hopefully I'll hear from you, but I'll talk to you the next time. All right, bye.